It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. The Leopard Spots. Matt's Tuesday Tips. We got him. We got him. Matty, uh, first and foremost, <laughs> is your middle name Bruce, Barry, Ben? What's your middle name? Uh, David. Oh. Why? I just thought your initials might have been MBL, but it's obviously not, uh, you know. No, 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 no. <laughs> um, sorry about that delay. The, no, the it's fine. really slow with putting up prices for the Narogen meeting tonight. Um and they literally just went up, so I just need to knock off a few prices. Normally they come out just uh, straight after midday pretty much, but they were delayed by about half an hour for some reason. Yeah, we're only getting 70% of nothing this week, so uh, you'll have to deal with that. Um, but we can take that off air, you're 70% of nothing. Um, <laughs> let's belt through some tips, mate, because I'm pretty keen to get your thoughts and on the initial thoughts on a Cranbourne Cups as well. So you're playing at Mildura, as our great mate yeah. Garrick Knight would say. Yeah, we'll just talk about one race there at Mildura, race seven. Um, I'm pretty keen on number four, Let's Go Matilda. Uh, this is a, uh, a former Nathan Jack-trained horse who's had two runs up Mildura for Sally Hardy. Um, first up, it was sort of held up leaders back, got out late and ran second, but then second up, it improved a hell of a lot and led all the way in good time um, and won very, very easily. Margins were 17 by 26, really spaced them out, and went 158, home 57, 5, 28, 4. Those sort of times around Mildura are pretty good for this low-grade sort of level of horse, and mm. I thought if it can find the front, it's it's pretty much a certainty if it can replicate that sort of performance again. But on that performance, it doesn't have to lead to win. Um, number one, five-star Joanne. Uh, had its first run at the track last week, led and was very, very poor. Got beaten in 2.04, a uh, very slow mile rate. So I can't see why they would want to try and lead on it if Let's Go Matilda was to get to it early. Um, the other query is number three, Rock and Rooster. Um, first up from Adelaide, joins the Lock and Prothero barn up there at Mildura. So it's obviously a bit of a watch. But I'm banking on Let's Go Matilda being able to replicate that sort of performance that we saw last time and um, and win again. The, the only caveat is, I, I think from memory, it got scratched last week, so it obviously had a minor issue. Um, but if it's over that, then I think it can just about win. So that's race seven, number four. Let's go, Matilda. At Mildura. Menangle, no doubt you've got a couple there. Yes, I love Menangle. So we'll go to race two, which is a, a trotter's race. Uh, number six, Affair de Caveur. Um, so interesting race is there is... There is a, a quite a bit of gate speed here from numbers one, Flash Clive Valley, five, Dublin Chubb, the former Victorian, um, and number eight, Red Harbour. Now, Red Harbour, he has gate speed. He loves to lead, but more often than not, he gallops at the start. Um, and Dublin Chubb, uh, those who follow Victoria would know that he's a mad front runner who loves mm. to pull his head off and run along. So we may see a bit of tempo here, and that might set up nicely for number six, a fair de cover, which is the one I've backed. So... He won a similar race two starts back over the mile going 155-2. I think if he runs that sort of time again, that'll just about be good enough to win here. His last start since then was in a $30,000 feature trotters race, which means this is a big drop back in class. 
Uh, he's not a gate speed horse, so if he can just slot across and settle sort of 1-1 one, one or 1-2 one, uh, following a hot tempo, then he might be able to pull to the middle of the track and run them down like he did two starts back. So that's race two, number six, Affair de Cover. Thank you. I love how you're saying that too. Uh, where do yeah. next? <laughs> we'll go to race three there at Menangle. Um, yep. I'm with number one, Take Out. So this is a horse that does most of its racing around the Bathurst area, but its last start, um, in, in quite a hot race last week behind Alberto. It sat in the breeze and ran six. Uh, they went 153, which means its own personal time was probably down 154.6. Um, and that was breezing. Um, massive driver change here today. Michael Munro goes off and David Morris goes on. And what you see with when these part-time drivers are replaced by someone who's who's a pro, um, particularly at tracks like Menangle, uh, they generally improve in leaps and bounds. So I think it's got gate speed to lead today, take out. Uh, gets the driver change. I think it can lead, uh, at worst, be leaders back and um, at the early price. It's been well here at the early price. I thought it was a, a good bet, but it, it's well found now. But just watch the market in case it drifts back out late. But I thought it would be pretty hard to beat. So that's race three, number one, take out. Yeah, yeah. playing in the yeah, Golden Bay, forty is interesting. Yeah, keep going. Yeah, we'll go over to race seven at Menangle. And, um, yeah. Those that listened last week, I tipped Mini Mine yet, and it was actually beaten by Kilo Baby Shark. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Kilo Baby Shark led last week. Mini Mine yet sat, sat one out two back, pulled out around the bend and locked wheels, and cost it all its momentum and probably cost it the race. But despite that, I'm actually changing sides here, and I'm with Kilo Baby Shark this week. Yeah. Okay. Um, it looks the leader again. It went 152 last week. Mini Mine yet. Because it won't be driven aggressively, it always goes back at the start. It may settle even further back than it did last week. Last mm. week was one out two back. It may even be one out three back this week. So it's going to be spotting Kilo or Baby Shark an even bigger start. And they were betting 420 Kilo or Baby Shark earlier in the day, which I thought was a super bet given that it looks like it'll zip straight across and lead. And if it can run 152 again, it's going to be very, very hard to run down. So you're going to... Get a run for your money in front and lead for a long way here. So race seven, number five, Keylor, Baby Shark. You know, you know what Murphy says about this, don't you? What's that? Mini Mine yet wins this week and beats Kill Baby oh, Shark. Like, yeah, Murphy's horse says it. I'm sorry, but it's just says it. And you were pretty, you were good last week, three from six, mate. So there was nothing wrong with last week. You returned a profit. That's all we're after. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's punting, though. It, yeah. Things like that seem to happen way too often where you back something yeah. the week before and then you yeah. more or less change sides like I have here and then, you know, you get it wrong again. But that's just all part of the game. And, you know, having to analyse races based on different maps and different barrier drills and all that sort of stuff from week to week. Yeah, very true. Albion, are you done there or another one? Uh, or? Yeah, done yeah. it. Done it, Menangle. We'll just go to Albion. Just one bet there. Race seven, number two, perfect trend. Yep. Um, this is a former Riverina trained horse who I was never really a great fan of um, down at the Riverina, but the horse has gone up to the Alana and Adam Richardson stable up at um, up in Queensland. And um, its last start win was phenomenal. Um, it's had six runs up there for them now. It started up there for the first time in, in November, but last time it led and... Um, and when 153.1, home in 54.627.5. Now, I have been told that Adam and Alana have recently started working for Mark, um, for, for Jack Butler, uh, which means their horses are probably now being trained at Jack Butler's property, which whether that has anything to do with why this horse has now improved, um, possibly, I don't know. 
but um, it, it could be an explanation. Um, so if it replicates its last start win, I think it leads and wins again. Um, they bet 3.20 early in the day. It's into 2.50 now, and I think it's a deserved favourite. Um, and once again, it should be in front. So we're going to get a, a good run for our money and, and look the winner at some stage. I'm um, just hoping it can hold on. So that's race seven, number two, perfect trend. Beautiful. They're done. And WA? Yeah, we'll go to Narrage and just um, we'll go to race eight. Uh, number eight, Trooping of the Colour. Um, a lot of non-winning type of horses in this race. Um, a lot of them don't like to win. I'm just hoping that Trooping of the Colour might want to win a little bit more than some of the others. Um, the favourite number number two, All Aussie Max for Chris Voke, is uh, a bit of a cat, to be honest. It, 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 it's weak. It'll probably lead here, but I don't think it's real genuine. doesn't try overly hard. I just thought Trooping of the Colour, if it settles handy enough in the running line with cover, then it might be able to just pull out at the 600 and, and let rip with a, a short, sharp sprint and, and put them away. I think it's probably the best horse in the race, but it's it's not overly tough or brave itself, so it's probably going to need the right run with cover in the running line and then just be safe for one run. So hopefully it pans out, and that's race eight, number eight, Trooping of the Colour. I mightn't stay up for that one. Uh, what time is it? 12 11. past 11. <laughs> yeah. I'll probably still be up doing all of tomorrow's form at that stage. Oh, so you sort of nestle into the night time and uh, you yeah, I find, yeah, I find that once the wife and kids are in bed and the mm. trots are finished sort of after 10 p.m., that's when I find that I'm most productive in terms of getting form done for the next day. So um, like tomorrow's meetings, there's a couple of Vic meetings, there's a Cobram and a Ballarat, and then I'll probably have a quick look at Parks as well. So I'll, I'll get most of that sort of done between 10, uh, 10 p.m. and sort of 2 a.m. and then head off to bed at about 2 um, but I'll probably get try and get a little bit done this Arvo as well. Very good, mate. Now, uh, reflections on the Hunter Cup? Um, amazing night of racing. Wonderful. Um, awesome. I was out there, really enjoyed it. Um, it was, it was one of the best cards of, of racing. I think we've seen at Melton and there's nothing better than when the good horses, um, the stars of the show really shine. And we saw that on, on the weekend that, it's quite clear that there's two standout trotters now, Call Me The Breeze and, and Just Believe, and they both won their heat and then um, settled down for an epic duel. Um, probably the the best trot race we've seen um, at Melton since Melton opened, um, with Call Me The Breeze being just too strong late um, in a, an epic battle from the top of the straight. And I, I think I tweeted on the night that I... In all the years that I've been going to Melton, which is it's about 15 years now since they opened the track, I don't think I've heard a roar quite like the noise in that great Southern Star final at the top of the straight when they swung for home. Um, and the atmosphere all the way up that straight was just phenomenal. And um, and a fitting result in the end, I think Anton Galino's done a great job with the horse. He obviously didn't quite have it rock-hard fit first up, but it's improved since then, uh, since Ballarat, and it was um, super on the weekend. And once again, Leap the Fame just showed that he's the benchmark pacer in Australia at the moment and everyone fears him over staying trips. They're, they all just want to hand to him. It'll be a different story in the, the Miracle Mile. Yeah, yeah. He, he won the Inter-Dominion and Hunter Cup because of his staying prowess pro where everyone just wants to sit on him. But over a mile around Menangle, there's going to be a lot of horses who won't want to hand to him because they know that over the shorter trip he is beatable. And therefore, this Miracle Mile is very wide open. I certainly wouldn't be going taking odds on or anything around Leap to Fame um, because he doesn't have the gate speed to just lead from anywhere on the front row at an angle. And there will be True. a number of other horses that won't want to hand to him 
horses like uh, High My Name is Jeff and the like, and even Catch a Wave, I think, would not hand over a mile around an angle. So um, it's good to see Leap the Fame do his thing again, but the run of the second horse, Don't Stop Dreaming, was outstanding. I think that confirms in my mind that he's probably as good a four-year-old as there is in Australasia at the moment. Um, okay. So he's a deserved favourite for the chariots. But Merlin, Barry Purden's horse, who uh, I think we'll see come over in a couple of weeks, he, on New Zealand form lines, he's probably as good as the Mark Purden horse, Don't Stop Dreaming. So maybe they are the two top seeds. And then, of course, you've got Frankie Ferocious, who won the Bonanza. And um, and I think Jason Grimson might have a pretty big opinion of him. So, and he's a guaranteed runner in the chariots now that he's won the Bonanza. So... It's going to be a very, very good Chariots. Um, there'll be more Victorians going up to try and qualify, I'm sure. Um, and then, obviously, the winner of the Chariots gets to run in the, the Miracle Mile. So, um, all steam ahead over the next month to that Miracle Mile Carnival now with a few big weeks of racing up in Sydney. Cr- Cranbourne Cup, Leap to Fame, just wins, mate? Do you, is... um, yeah, you'd expect so. Um, it seems logical enough to think that um, they'll settle, you know, there'll, there'll be a few horses showing gate speed. They'll settle into formation and then Grant Dixon will poke around and whatever's leading will just hand up to him. Mm. Uh, I don't think anyone over the, the staying trip would want Dixon outside putting pressure on because then that costs them a chance of probably running a place. Mm. So it looks to me like Pete said so is the logical one that should get across to the pegs. He's got the gate speed, I think, to hold Bark, Sia Art and Max Delight and then wait for... Leap to fame. The question mark is Kanina Problema. Given it's the stable mate of Pete said so, if Kanina Problema gets there straight away, it might actually get the front off Pete said so, but I can't see Pete said so handing to anything else. Um, Bark, uh, interesting former Kiwi, pronounced Bark. Um, Johann Sebastian Bark, a German composer from the 1700s. Um, I've got quite a musical background, so I'm sort of across all that sort of stuff. Really? Um, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My mum is a retired music teacher, so I grew oh, up that's as, right. you as, a, bit of a, music, as yeah. a bit of a musician, and I've got quite a bit of knowledge and background in, in that side of things. Um, his Kiwi form is pretty good. Um, he's been running against pretty decent horses, but he comes across as reasonably lightly assessed in Australia and um, much lower assessed than these other free-for-all types. So I'd be a little bit surprised if he measured up in terms of running a place. Um, but yeah, it looks a leap to fame benefit. And in the in the trot race there, um, it's a bit trickier. Do we know what, do we know why I'm Ready Jet was scratched? He's just said she was just not quite a hundred percent. Like sounded sounded like he didn't say this, but sounded like a very slight virus or something along those lines. He just said she okay. just wasn't quite a hundred percent. So yeah, I mean, like I'm sure he wouldn't be running her Correct. unless she was a hundred percent. So you know, he might who knows? He might even scratch her again if she's not right. But all things being equal, we've seen at Shepparton a few weeks ago that I'm Ready Jet is clearly superior to Clive Valley Hotspur. Yeah. And they're the two favourites off the front row. Off the back row, you've got Aldebaran Dino, who was huge at Bendigo, but that was a much, much, much weaker race. And he doesn't really have the tactical nous to put himself in the right position to win against good horses. Um, and Mufasa Metro drawn inside back row, that's a sticky draw because all of his good runs have been when he's, he's led or been up on speed. And if mm. Nathan Jack on I'm Ready Jet pushes forward at the start and even finds the front or the breeze, it really limits Mufasa Metro in what they can do mid-race because if I'm Ready Jet's in the breeze, then there's no breeze for Mufasa. And if I'm Ready Jet's in front and Mufasa has to go to the breeze, then it can't beat Ready Jet anyway. So yeah. um, 
I mean, like on class, it's it's clearly the second best horse in the race from a faster metro, but it's a horrible, horrible draw for a horse who is really a gate speed, front of the field type of horse. And therefore, I'm ready, Jet, looks the logical. Um, no really need to dive into the $1.65. I think we'll get at least that on the night. Uh, may even drift a little bit just because of the wide draw, but it, on class, as long as it's fine and, and overcome whatever the issue was last week, then it looks pretty hard to beat. I think you'd, if you got any doubt in a great Southern Star heat and final, you wouldn't take him, would you? So I would imagine. No, we'll be, uh, I mean, like because it's two races in the one night. Yeah. Um, you're not going to knock around a horse who you think might not be quite right. And with the Trotters, there's actually more good races coming up. Like the Bruce Skeggs this week's obviously fifty thousand, but then in coming weeks, then you've also got some other big Trotters races. I think there's a hundred thousand at Melton in a fortnight. Uh, 75,000, it used to be 100, the Australian Trotting Grand Prix. Yep. And then the week after that up at Menangle, there's a, a $100,000 um, trot race. Oh, have they moved? I'm just Hammerhead, looking at Aquagate. We've got to get to a break, mate. So uh, All right. we'll look into it. But thank you so much, Matty, and uh, best of luck with the tipping and look forward to catching up next week. Thanks, Tobes. See you, mate.